What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Welcome to the last episode. The last episode? In this current recording space. Oh. You think I was just going to hashtag cancel you like right now? I was like, Paul said some racist shit on Twitter. Every, so now I'm canceling him. Everybody's now, they, they thought it was the last. They were going to, they were actually think, thank God. And now they're going, oh, so God. thankful that fucking they're any. No. They're not. No, we're just moving up, uh, moving on up. Yep. And, uh, to the second floor, to ladies, the second la- floor ladies lingerie. Ladies lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it be men's lingerie? How come women get to have all the fun? I don't know. Men's don't really have, they don't call it lingerie. What is men's lingerie called? I I don't know. No, wait a second though. What about drag queens? Is that still lingerie? Yes, because it's ladies' cut and style of clothing. Okay. All right. That's fair. So I would call it lingerie. It was still, you know what? What does literally lingerie mean? Let's look. Obviously, it's French because they're a bunch of, never mind. Oh, my God. I got into a discussion briefly with someone else about the, about the, heard the thing about the French and that, you know, wasn't for us. Oh, oh I know what it was. I had to revisit with, uh, with Doug Stanhope's thing on freedom oh, uh, or whatever uh, that was. Uh, 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 nationalism. Nationalism. His nationalism is dumb. I, I, I've, I, and folks, it, I, I'll have to find the episode, but I inserted that because we talked about it at length one yeah. time, and that was our break music. Was that monologue? Oh, it was, like, right. it was like seven minutes long or something like, like that. Five years ago. Yeah, and it was, and it's, it it's so fucking brilliant. Well, the way he just cuts himself and his buddies because it wasn't for us. The French would still be speaking German, and then he was, he's like going, "Really, us?" I mean, I don't, was we it somewhere did, between the two? We were drunk as shit. I don't he, remember. He said we did so between the Taco shots, Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell and <laughs> parking 16 lot, shots of Jägermeister. I don't remember in between that. <laughs> I mean, I, I blacked out for a bit. I don't think we ever did anything. We didn't do anything. For the French or yeah. to help the French out. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of goes back to, like, uh, having pride in something you never actually did anything to accomplish. And I think that he may have actually said that. I think you, something similar I, I in think you're correct. Yeah. And I never, never once thought of it. You know, like that, where you're like proud, proud to be an American. So I, I'm your parents. Did I'm nothing. not proud. I'm, I, I'm glad I'm living this country. Hell yes, fuck yes. But I'm not. I can't be proud of Blessed, it because fortunate, I didn't do happy. But sure. Proud is pride is something you have when you do something. You when worked you, at you something. worked at something and you accomplished something. Right. You know, um, you have pride like like my truck. It's an 01 Ford Ranger with 155,000 miles on it. It has mm-hmm. a couple paint chips on it. Do I still take it to the car wash? You're goddamn right I do because it's the first vehicle I bought that I felt like it was actually kind of nice where I wasn't worried about driving it out of town or something like that. Right. I know that sounds like a real poor person's perspective, but I don't give a shit. I love oh, that. It's a it's nice, also the, reliable vehicle. It's a l- nice, reliable vehicle. It's also the first vehicle I ever owned that had air conditioning. So I take pride in that. Uh, I'm not oh, speaking of air conditioning, that's one of the reasons why this is the last, the last episode. <laughs> Excuse me. I should do like oh. a real clickbaity title or like Paul and Joe and the last episode, and people would be like, "What the fuck?" Right. Now we're going to listen to other better stuff. Yeah, other better stuff. Like all six <laughs> people that listen to this podcast are just going to be like, "Oh, well, okay, oh, whatever." Yeah. Yes, we got an AC unit in the the studio, which I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, we're going to. Um, it's not 100 percent ready to 
let's say, be a showpiece, but it's getting close pretty quickly. Um, and that'll get us out of the space upstairs and uh, with a room with a view. Oh, a so room with a view. It's going to have a nice view. It's going to have a rear window? Good. Yep. Rear view mirror. No, rear window like the, like the, like the movie. Oh, yes. And a, and a uh, green door. <laughs> <laughs> mm, really? A green no, door, no, eh? No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, that's the whole thing. We're going to be moving this shitty table up there. And uh, I need to make another table. It doesn't, no one gives a shit. But so that's what the story is. When, you know, there was only one, a couple more things to do up there, and it's jam up 100%. Everything, everything is pretty much done except for the floor. And, uh, and we're ready to go up there now and enjoy the space. And this way we can see people when they're coming in the facility. Yes. That'd be Rather nice. than the occasional, oh, it's the UPS guy. Hey, hey y'all, guy. we're going to oh, FedEx. Yeah, Fed, whatever. Can you sign here? Sure. Okay. I still think we need the on-air sign, though. We can flip on. That'd be great. Which reminded me of that little, it was hilarious. You sent me that clip because I was watching. Oh, look at that. And I watched it last night of uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. I have no idea why that started. Po- like WKRP clips just started like uh, showing up on my YouTube, like on like suggested shit. And I'm like, why is this happening? Um, but then I remember I Googled. Uh, I couldn't remember what the character's name was. The, the guy, um, I forget what he did. He he, uh, he was like an executive at the radio station or something. The actor that played him, or that you know, played that character on WKRP in Cincinnati, what? he just passed away last week. You talking about the guy that uh, that was on that clip? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Uh, yes, yeah, it was him. The yeah. older guy that walked that walked in with uh, what the fuck was that DJ's name with the blonde hair on his character? Doctor Johnny Thunder. No, was it no, Johnny Thunder? No, Johnny. It was Johnny something. It wasn't Johnny Thunder. It was Johnny. Uh, you sure? Johnny Thunder sounds like a male stripper. <laughs> it's not Johnny. Th- it's Thunder. Not. No, it's uh, Johnny. Johnny Fever. Fever. Doctor Johnny Thank Fever. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he but went, he's, he's laid back and he's listened to uh, animals, dogs, the cut dogs and pink Floyd. And animals. he's just lounged back. Like the the, <laughs> the implication is that he's stoned. Yeah. And they walk in. Like the dude walks in. To the check the, on the him. manager. I think a station yeah. manager. And you know Johnny Fever's just laying there, totally lean, kicking way back, eyes closed, passed out, sunglasses, sunglasses on inside like he always did. <laughs> yeah, with with animals, you know Floyd's animals. Was it was it dogs? Yes, it was. Because there was because all those dogs in the background. He goes, it, yeah. It, it was such a funny scene. Like it was, it's so done incredibly well. But it popped up on my feed, and I had to send it to Paul. And then I went down a rabbit hole, and I watched the first. The first episode of WKRP in Cincinnati is, I it was it's available on YouTube and I watched it and it it uh, Johnny Fever just went by Johnny something or other because they had a different format and it was some guy who bought the station and was changing over to rock and roll. Oh, that's and we're right. gonna slowly I transition. Story, yeah, the, the the idea was they're gonna slowly transition into doing more rock and roll and get away from the easy listening stuff, which is what they were playing. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, you know, uh, Fever. Whatever his, I don't remember what his persona was, but it was very what, what, NPR sounding. And what, then they, was, oh, his his was his, his, his was yeah his shtick like the very first scene, the opening scene is him going, and the time is twelve thirty four in the afternoon. The temperature here in Cincinnati is sixty three degrees. Coming up next, we're gonna have slow jazz by, the, and it was just totally weird to see 
that because I don't. I've seen WKRP a bunch of times, but it was in syndication. It was never right. never was saw the first one. I was, yeah. yeah, and it was ne- it was it was out of order. So like I had no idea what sure. was going on, and I'd never seen that first episode that establishes why. And right, how, so the funny thing is, is that the, this new owner of the station comes in and in the middle of a classical song, and he goes, "All right, John, uh, you know what? I decided we're just going to change it. You do what you want. I I, I think that." So his real personality was Johnny Fever, rock and roll guy. Yes. That's what he wanted to. He was and suppressing the things. He didn't have time. his sunglasses on or anything in the beginning of the episode. And about halfway through, he uh, goes, uh, they, he's got the beautiful turntables, man. I wish I knew. I can't remember what they're called. Dano, if he were here, he would remember them. He'd, he'd recognize but that. Those, right, go, those are, he, those are blah, 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 because they're still an industry standard on yeah. radio stations that play vinyl because they're big and heavy fuckers. They weigh they don't, like 50 they don't pounds a piece. move. They just. Right. Yeah. So um, anyway. So he comes in and he goes, yeah, you know, uh, in the middle of the song. And he's like about to go back on air. He goes, we're going to do just change over to rock and roll whenever you want. And we'll just go from there on out. Not even tell anybody. Just Don't do even it. tell anybody. We're just going to start doing it. And he goes, okay. So he picks out a record, throws a, uh, he, he, <laughs> the one that's spinning, that's not playing. That's the one in cue ready to mm-hmm. play. Right. Was something he, else. He, yeah. yeah. It was something else. He pulls the needle off. Picks it up and can't quite get it off the platter, so he just snaps it and breaks it off the <laughs> platter and throws it behind him. Hmm. And he throws. I can't even remember what the song. See, is that's that he a good trivia question. That would be a good trivia question. Let's what look was that up right fir- now. What was the first rock song played on WKRP in Cincinnati? Got to wonder if it was he, badass or just stupid. He sets it down and then he does what I presume you and your buddies did <laughs> to the Prince record. And he looks at it and he looks at the microphone and he looks at the platter and then he just takes the needle and goes. And just does it, pulls it off, throws a new record on, and starts playing rock and roll. And he goes, by the way, this is Dr. Johnny Fever. This is WKRP in Cincinnati, a new rock station. Boom, and it goes into it. And then, like, like that's the beginning right. of, the, of the whole series. Phenomenal. Right. Such a funny show. And, but, like, they... It was pretty well done. They didn't... Like, the episode, that, that clip I sent you where they're... Um, where he's listening to animals... Yes. Which is not something you would ever play. And there's no track on animals that should ever be played on the radio. I don't think any of those songs can be broken up by themselves. And, oh, I see and, what you're and, saying. And, you know what I mean? You should, should just it, play a that's, cut. That's on, not. Yeah, yeah that's it's not. It's a concept album kind of thing. Exactly. Play the, yeah. Like Wish You Were Here is definitely a concept album. But like the song Wish You Were Here is a great radio single because sure. it's four and a half minutes that's long. That's not like animals. Yeah. So. Comfortably Numb is a good is a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 is a good radio single because it, it's weird. It is it's kind of a weird, weird song. It, it, ju- it just doesn't. But I know people. We don't need no. Well, don't, yeah, because they can that. they can they can sing along with it. It's exactly. got a beat. You can tap your foot to it. Exactly. But anyway, the implication was that Doctor Johnny Fever was stoned out of his mind and probably mm-hmm. played at least one full side of animals. Yeah, because he's and, leaning back. It was so funny. But we should listen. We should look up what is the first rock and roll song that was played during the transition so that was during the pilot not the pilot the uh the episode season one episode one uh yes okay and uh ted nugent's queen of the forest (laughs) you're shitting me yes okay no i'm not really no it's that's exactly what it is which would have been on god i should know this because i was kind of a nugent fan when i was a kid when you grew Sorry up, you put that. away childish things. I did. <laughs> Queen of the Forest. I got. I wonder what album that was on. I got. I got to know this. We'll have to figure this out. I think it's funny that uh, a Cincinnati radio station played a Detroit guy. Like this kind of. This kind of weird. Yeah. 
I mean, Cincinnati had plenty of talent, local rock and roll, obviously. Can you name talent. anybody? No, but I know they I, did. Because I fucking can't. I, you can't either? Uh-uh. There's, there's got to be, though, right? I, I'm... There's a lot of Ohio. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's a ton of funk. James Brown, most of James Brown's uh, backing band came from the Cincinnati area. Mm -hmm. That's where Bootsy came from. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't name a a Cincinnati band, I don't think. Like... I'll probably be like, feel like a real idiot when I when I Joe's Google googling this. the most famous Cincinnati rock and roll band. It's gonna come back and go. Hasn't happened yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Joe, I went to the dermatologist again. Today. Oh, I Paul got that burnt. I got frozen, burned, scraped. I think they kicked me in the shin too, just for good measure. <laughs> As I was, <laughs> I said, well, you think thing. that hurts? Bam!" <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And they said I could get my face fried again if I wanted. Just oh, say, hey, whenever you want to go. That's get good. Fried. I can't wait to see it super mm-hmm. red again. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the top 25 rock, uh, rock and roll bands from Cincinnati. And I'm at number, I started at 25 and now at number 18. And I have not, not recognized a single I, name. You got Although it. I want to start listening to these guys. They're called the Ass Ponies. <laughs> Formed as an alt country band in 1988 on a heavy touring act basis. Huh? That's, I. The I, Ass, ass ponies. ponies. That's, that's kind of someone you want to listen to just because, hey, man, what's your favorite? I'm checking out the ass ponies now. Yeah, you know, just, uh, yeah. I, I decided to go sideways and uh, start checking out early famous rock and roll bands from Cincinnati. Really? That's what you did? Yeah, I went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I went down that I'm, rabbit uh, hole. I'm doing ass the ponies. Ass, right? The ass ponies. <laughs> fucking Doris Day. Doris Day. <laughs> Why is she on this list? What the fuck? What fucking rock and roll? Is this? Rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, right. Doris Day. Pure Prairie League. Okay. Well, there I, you go. I forgot about kind that. Of this nice older kind of rock band. Uh, what else? Anything, anything we all love? I'm down to number eight, and I still haven't Uh-oh. found anybody. Uh-oh. Eight, seven, six, five. No? Not really. I mean, Walk the Moon is a... They're they're pretty good. They're they're not really... They're a cover band. Like, so... So, Af- really, Af- there are no good rock well, and roll I'm down bands. to number five. Afghan okay. Wigs. And that was like a 90s alternative band, which is pretty fucking good. Okay. Um... The JBs, that's James Brown's backing band. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, the Isley Brothers. I didn't right. know. I didn't know there they were go. from Cincinnati. Yeah, but you're not necessarily an Isley Brothers. No, the, who's the number one? Fucking Bootsy, goddamn Collins. Well, there you go. Well, that's yeah. not. That's still. These aren't. Those weren't. None of those. Not really fucking rock and roll. Damn rock bands. Yeah. What music is Cincinnati known for? Not. They're not. It's not. Well, what is Cincinnati known for? Chili. Yeah. That's it. I mean, WKRP in Cincinnati. And we've come full fucking circle. Like that's, that's, it. that's it. Cincinnati is a cool town. Oh, okay. For for you indie rock folks out there, the National. Those guys are from there. I don't know if you've ever listened to them. They're not huge. Mm-hmm. But, like, they'll be at, you know, uh, Lollapalooza, like that music festival and Coachella and shit like that. Speaking of that, is Coachella happening this year? No. Oh. It was already canceled. It's, it's in uh, uh, April. And it's, it, oh, was, it was. It was, yeah, it was in April. Yeah, it was canceled. And so this no year, festivals in California. Same thing. Now they can, but they couldn't then. So the four. Yeah, it takes a while to plan these things. You can't just snap your fingers. Oh yeah. For, oh, and fucking Coachella is going to be just ridiculous next year. I'm sure. Yeah. And there, the last I heard, they were talking about doing four weekends. Holy crap! Instead of like the normal two weekends, it used to be just the one weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And now they've expanded it to two weekends because they had to, and they sell out both fucking weekends. Hundred and hundred plus thousand people. Next year, they're talking doing like two weeks in April and two weeks in May. 
and like, uh, like, like to all, make up for all this together year, last like year. the last two weeks in April, yes. the first weeks of May. Yeah. So you play like you're talking like an entire month of music, yeah. basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't know how they're going to do that because they, uh, I forget what it's called. It's a country. It's a country version of Coachella. And they did it. They used to do it Stagecoach. I think that's what it's called, Stagecoach Festival. And it's usually the week after, like the, or the weekend after Coachella. Same venue, you're saying? Yeah, same venue. It's at the Polo okay. Fields in uh, Indio. Okay. Um, anyhow. What's the, uh, now I'm forgetting about the place that's in? Monaroo. Thank you. You so, like that? Folks, that's how long we've been doing this. Yes, exactly. Bonnaroo. Ma- uh, Manchester, Tennessee, I think? Yeah, yeah Eastern which they did not Western have this year. Oh, yeah, they didn't th- cancel that one. Too. Yeah, they can't, they or yeah postponed it or whatever. There's a bunch of shit happening, man. Like there's the the amount of bands that are starting to pop up that are that are just going out on tour and going buck fucking wild. Like one of my favorite bands uh, in uh, the sad bastard realm is City in Color, and those those guys are doing. I think they're doing like 160 dates or something like that, starting like next week, going through, like go, it's going through. January. See, this is gonna. That's why the economy is is overheating because everybody. There's a lot of shit that's all of a sudden gonna be happening. Yeah, just out of just. Uh, just I put in eleven time off requests to block out dates so that I can go to concerts and for when my mom's gonna be here in October. All right, now we give a shit about again is is a rage against the machine. So when the fuck is that April supposed to happen? April second, I believe. Next year. Next year. Yeah. God, Tom Morello has a show on uh, on uh, XM Satellite Radio. It's fantastic. Uh, th- of I'm, rage. Sh- I'm yeah. sure it. I'm sure it is. He has a great job. Oh, yeah, it's April second next year. Um, which I assume he's still playing with the band when they be playing. Oh yeah, no, no, okay. there's still there's still talk of them. Like there's rumors here and there. Like people have seen those guys like walking in and out of recording studios in L.A. and nice. Which, I mean, a new Rage Against the uh, Rage Against the Machine album would be fucking amazing. Now those guys, their body of work is is impeccable. Mm-hmm. already and they don't need to make any more music but i think it would, it, given the times i think it would be really cool well true artists are gonna not be stopped they're gonna be doing well, whatever that's the thing though all those guys have continued doing things right. like tom morello has like his solo thing the night watchman he's got this and that da, 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 and all that and then you got zach de la rocha that's the singer you know he's been doing he runs like three or four nonprofits and like la based and nonprofits. artists he has an artist collective of like oil painters and mural painters and graffiti artists and things like that, where he basically helps house them and, and feed them and they produce art. Like that's what, that's what he wanted to do. His father, that's, that's really fantastic. Was the director of, was it LACMA? Like the first director, the LA was it Los Angeles County music. Shit. Anyway, music, shit, music, shit. Uh, anyway, it, but so Zach De La Rocha has that in his background, so he's doing that. And the other two guys, like they fucking their studio musicians and all that, so like they're still artistically active. Well, see, but they're, Tom Rell is the only one who's active, like politically and outspoken, and yeah, he's like and he's whatnot. like the head of the rage. He 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 is the <laughs> spearhead of raging. Yeah, um, and if you have true artists like this, and we all know this anyway, because you know some some bands get lucky; they have a one hit. Yeah, it sells a million. 8 million, 10 million, and that's it. Right. And they're kind of done. They're not really true artists, obviously. I mean, if they, if, if they had that in, 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 I don't know if they're inextinguishable not, art. I think everybody has a, a certain amount of, of, of art in, within them, and they just need to know how to get it out. 
Some people it's music, some people it's visual art, some people uh, are pompous enough to think that podcasting is an art. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and, and like you, like what you do is fucking art. It, well, I, I know you don't see it as art, but it is fucking, it is, there is an art form to, to doing what you do, the level in like which Like the you do. Rush song, Closer to the Heart. There, there are lines in there. The blacksmith and the, art, and the artist reflected mm-hmm. in there, you know, to form a new, to forge a new reality closer to the heart. You know, that, that's what it, that's kind of, I like that line. You know, oh, to, absolutely. To, to forge yeah. a new reality closer to the heart, whatever's closest to what you should, that's the whole thing, what you should be doing. You, I've told, I've told, we talked about this before. I, I'll see somebody who really is good at whatever it is and say, you're doing, you're supposed the to be doing. The first time you listen to a Black Keys album from beginning to end, you're like, these guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard that phrase. And that yeah. is the, that is the best way to describe that. And those guys like that probably, are probably also perfectionists too. They got you know, they still have a lot of that in in them, That's, and they want to keep doing it. Those when those guys were on, uh, they were on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. You know the the, the uh, you know uh, Pat Carney is the he's the uh, the drummer. He's the one who spoke most of the time. If you remember mm-hmm. listening to that podcast, he's a brilliant dude, and he's he describes their process like we're perfectionists. But only when we when it gets to a point where we think it's it's perfect. It doesn't need to sound better. We just think this is complete, and we can put that song away, and we'll never change anything else about it. Mm-hmm. You don't hear because he he he's, uh, said uh, he always hated going and seeing a band uh, live and expecting one thing because you heard them on the record, and then getting something completely fucking different. Right? He said my favorite bands were the ones where they're so good and so tight that they 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 put everything into their record. And they don't need to change anything. It's kind of like a recipe for a certain thing we all know and love, whatever the fuck it is, a recipe. It's like, why are you fucking with that? Don't fuck with it. If you want to do something unique, just do something else. But that thing is really, really good. Don't Don't call it, don't don't fuck with it and call it the same thing. It's different. Right. Yeah. So that it's funny that you you mentioned the the keys because they are perfectionists. But if you listen to their music, it just sounds. It sounds rough and, and lo-fi, and it's supposed to. Right. Because that's, that's their, what's so that's great their about their style. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it translates very well uh, to live, like very well. Mm-hmm. Those guys are just incredible. I think what's so amazing is that, you know, they're obviously, you know, that's what they're, what, what's their new album called? It's uh, something oh, su- Southern, uh, I mean, um, s- uh, Crossroads or something. something. Southern Cream? Yeah. yeah Shit. Yeah, well, because it's it's, it's uh, some kind it, of reference to Mississippi Delta music or something. Delta like, cream, Delta it's cream, it's Delta cream. Go. Because Delta cream is this. Uh, it's in some bumfuck nowhere, like blues town in right. in Mississippi. Mississippi. Has where it, it all it, really got it, rolling? Yeah, right. But it's also Delta cream. It's, there's a picture of the Delta cream, which is the which is their local like ice cream joint. in This little town. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, where we got to go. And it's, we were gonna do we were gonna do Mississippi. Uh, Let's not talk about road trips, man. We're going to jinx it again. Some of the COVID, COVID-20 is going to show up. Damn we don't want COVID-21. We don't want that. But I'll bet there is. I'll bet you we do a little research. I'll bet there is kind of a, a Mississippi Delta Blues tour. Like, hey, if you're going to take a tour, kind of like Jim Hinckley's done no, for, a, for Route 66. It's called the Chitlin Circuit Tour. Absolutely. There's, okay. a, there's a ton of old juke joints that are all like a day's drive 50, 60, 70 years ago. So it was a day's drive from one place to another. Right. Right. When the and Model you, A, Model T was doing 20 miles an hour. Exactly, exactly. Day, so yeah. now you can hit more of those, and there's, I think, 15, 18 things. It's like 200 miles or something like that, and mm-hmm. it starts in, like, northern Louisiana and goes into Mississippi and Alabama. and mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that Hoo-wee. is. We need to find a nice family that's going to take us in, Joe, and feed uh, us and everything. I think we could probably find it. Be great. We look like fucking out-of-place out, out of place country bumpkins. Right. I think we could pull that off. 
We, we could go. We try to disguise ourselves in blackface. That's probably not a good idea. No, can't do that. I don't think that's a good idea. I think we were just trying to blend in. No, no. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, we won't do that. I mean, you can, and then I'll be like, I don't fucking It'd know be that fu- guy. I think I want to go to the kind of place where we're the literally the only white people in there. Yeah. But they love it because we drove all the way. We came from Arizona to do this. Yeah. We are here right now to experience this. We want them to buy us beers and feed us crawfish. I, mud bugs. Mud I want to go someplace where they call them mud bugs because yeah. that's where good blues and good food is going to happen. And moonshine. Yeah. And be to like sunrise and people are playing. Oh, my God. That's what I want to do. All of this sounds incredible. And it I could die. Paul died. He died. Paul died. Right what did he die of? Happiness. He was, it was mud it was, bugs it was, and moonshine. He had overdosed on mud bugs. And, and blues. Moon. That would be the name of our album. Would be Mud Bugs and Moonshine. <laughs> Mud Bugs and Moonshine. The Paul Gaines story. <laughs> How did he get? We was in came in Arizona working on com, composite toy airplanes, and all of a and sudden, and then he's in. The humidity is like one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. In a hot, sweaty, uh, non-air conditioned. Like, I wonder if there's a juke going out there that says, "Fuck it, we're not even doing air conditioning. We're gonna leave this place beat up like a piece of shit, and it's gonna be exactly like it was 120 years ago." What do you think? I think that I would not go to that place. <laughs> I, 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 okay. Here's my take on humidity. I what can, if the KKK rolled in on horses and started lynching people and stuff, and they just they really tried to roll it back? I would absolutely help beat the fuck out of some some clansmen. Absolutely, string them the fuck up. <laughs> like, let's make these sheets bloody. Right. I'm okay with it. Anyway, so there you go. I'm steal a hood. But that's what we should. I, I'm not kidding when I say I want to do that. I I like the idea of the uh, a road trip along I-10 because okay. it's it's it just gets progressively more and more beautiful as you. Um, it, like as you take uh, like out of Kingman, you go down to Phoenix and catch I ten, and then it you know heads it's that one weird spot where it heads due south to Tucson, and then it cuts east, and you go along you know southern uh, New Mexico into West Texas, and so my thought was to fly to like New Orleans and then rent a car from there and do. All right, it. well, if you wanted to do that, <laughs> I guess I, don't, you, I need to drive across Arizona right now. It's not it's then you can fucking sleep. Okay, I'll drive. Fine. It's easy. I'll do my nails. Also, we can go see The Thing. Oh, see, that. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, down there. In, yeah. yeah. It's, I heard about this. Uh, heard but not mu- seen. museum weird fucking place. Heard but not seen, Paul. Right. Heard but not seen. You've I heard gotcha. about it. I've seen it. You need to see The Thing. The song goes, all you touch and all you see is all your life. Not all you've touched and all you've heard about is all your life will ever be. <laughs> That's not what Pink Floyd said. Not everything comes back to Pink Floyd, you fucking fanatic. Oh, I thought it did. Actually, it does kind of. <laughs> in a way, they kind of cover everything. Kind of cover everything. Kind of do somewhere in there. Is there a single love song? The fact that you, Mister Pink Floyd, you might your last name may as well be Floyd. That's how much of a fan you are. No. You can't come up with a love song. Like what fucking rock band doesn't have a goddamn love song? Like a love ballad. Maybe not a ballad. Like, like every even, rose has a. It doesn't. <laughs> I, I hate that everyone goes to that one, but it. Beth, it, Beth from Kiss. <laughs> How fucked up would a a, a Pink oh. Floyd love song be? Though? Oh my god, that would be. I can't even. That'd be funny. People went to uh, the remaining real member members. Say David Gilmore. We got you. You guys get back together, and here's why. All right, God damn it. Well, let's. We, we need, need a love to do a song. love ballad. This fucking what? what? It means to be three minutes and fifty-five seconds. So we get radio airplay. 
That's where Roger Waters' head just explodes. I think that that would happen. All the members would just... They would turn to dust. Like, we've officially aged out of this universe. I, 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 I'm serious. I don't, think I, I don't think there is a Pink Floyd love song. I don't think there at all. Uh, Young Lust. That's not a love song, really. It's is that Young not, Lust? No, it it's literally lust. has lust in the title. It's not right. a love song. It's a but lust it's, it, song. It's not Young Lust. God damn it. Something Lust. Shit. On uh, the wall. On the wall. I think it is Young you, Lust. Is it? Would you look up that, please? Oh, Just, oh, oh, yes, sir. Please. Please. Please, por favor. Is it Young Lust? Because there's Young... Young girl, get out of my mind. I wanna, really? How old is she in that song, by the way? I have no idea. Remember, one it's, of the funniest, young, it's Young Lust, dude. It's Young oh, great. Lust. Great, so it is, it is right. I thought one of the funniest things Jerry Seinfeld ever said was he was talking about in comedians in cars getting coffee. He was talking to someone. He's like, like these songs. You can't do these songs anymore. Like, you know, she was just 17. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And you're going to be probably having a chat with the uh, the county. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't he get down with some, some chick that was super young? Seinfeld? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Did he? No, I think he married one who was like 19 when she got married. He was like 45 or oh, something. But that's 19. Yeah, I, these are arbitrary age differences, though. Like, they're, sure. you know, the difference between a seventeen-year-old and a nineteen-year-old, uh, nothing. That's true. I know because I was seventeen and, and then you, nineteen. And then you were nineteen. Yeah. Like, right. uh, other than being able, to, uh, you can f- start fucking up your credit. You can <laughs> sign away your life to the military. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of difference. Uh, but yeah, anyway. but it was funny the way he said you started singing the Beatles song. He was just seventeen, if you know what I mean. He goes, "I think I know exactly what you mean." And I think you know. You're gonna the, be having a conversation with the local uh, police department. You love Seinfeld too much. <laughs> I think those little small quips are funny. He, they, there's, there's, there's a bit, couple, there's, there's, there's a few. bits and pieces of Seinfeld that are funny. I yes, will agree with you it. on that. He's, he's not, he's not like, a good comedian. He's not the comedian's comedian. Comedian. He's not. But all comedians pretty much respect him. But they all they kind do. of roll their eyes with, like. Uh, Dave Chappelle said, I respect the hell out of Seinfeld. But if someone tells me that their favorite comedian is Jerry Seinfeld, I immediately put them into a category of human being that I don't want at my show, which right. is so fucking funny. Like, that is Dave true. Chappelle's one of the only people on the planet that could say that. Yes, and I understand why he... Uh, he was on uh, Rogan again not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. him and Rogan are doing a tour together. That's right. Yeah. In Vegas, they'll be in Vegas. Also, Dave Chappelle, I... But they're requiring masks, I think, or something in Vegas or some I don't bullshit. think so. I think they were. I think that... It it said that initially, but... Oh, they changed uh, their mind? I, I'm thinking they changed their mind because you don't have to wear masks in in, uh, in Nevada. Like, it's they're phasing they're phasing it out. Because I think that uh, Kevin Perry made a post on that. He goes, oh, yeah, shit. No one will be going because... Yeah. Yeah. And I get it because I don't think I'd want to... I think I'd rather wait to go to a live show. Right. Who wants to go to Rage Against a Machine and be g- gagged? <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been wanting to see Rage Against the Machine for 25 years. I may have an erection most of the time. So if somebody, some lady wants to come down there and hang and out and maybe ch- choke me a little bit, I'd be okay with that. But I don't want to be, I don't want to be wearing a face mask. Right. Maybe I'll wear like a leather daddy mask. Do you think that they let me in with that? that? Does that count? Yeah, that could count. <laughs> Let's take a break. All right, fine. We'll, we'll be back. Well, we're moving.
Pink Floyd does have love songs. Apparently, they do have love songs, but not really. I mean, those the some of the lyrics in those songs that we looked up are. I mean, but the, people the know "Wish You Were Here." This thing it's a love song, not really. Yeah, not, they call it this "Wish You Were Here." There was one lit. That was just one guy. That was like the first hit. It was like one guy's list, and he put "Shine On You Crazy Diamond" and "Wish You Were Here" were are both love songs. Yeah, kind of because they loved their. And their, they, their they band, it was Sid about their, Barrett. It was about Sid Barrett. It was about it was their a founding band member, of, found, founder of Pink Floyd. But like, and he that's had not a, too much acid. Well, he had underlying problems first, and then the acid. I think, took, just I, exacerbated I think he took it. all of the acid in 1960, whatever. The <laughs> yeah, fuck, all of it. Whatever. There was a critical shortage in the UK. Yeah, but uh, there was a couple other ones. When I told you the fir- the first one was a was a pigs on the wing or whatever. Am I going? No, it's not. No, it's not. And then, but like, let's let said pigs on the wing. If you, <sighs> if you didn't care what happened to me, and I didn't care for you, we would zigzag our way through the boredom and pain, occasionally glancing up through the rain, wondering, uh, wondering which of the buggers to blame, and watching for pigs on the wing. That not the first anymore. parts of those, like, I, it, it's open to interpretation, obviously, because it's art. If you didn't it's, care about me, I didn't care for you. I mean, really? That's they're they're close then. Like, who gives I a guess fuck? maybe, maybe. So, <laughs> it's it, but it reminds me of this conversation I had with an ex girlfriend years ago. She could never understood. She's the one I've told you about that. She is the biggest Queen fan mm-hmm. uh, on earth. Mm-hmm. Like the the only Queen fan ever existed who was like a bigger fan than her was Freddie Mercury, and then when he died, she became <laughs> the queen of the Queen fans. Okay, like she would go every other year to the big thing in uh, um, in uh, in London or North London, where they would have a Queen like fan club meetup, and it was like fifty thousand people would come from all over the world. Wow, she would go. They there. would have. She went to that. Like she went to a five or six times. She has a Queen crest like on the drum heads, mm-hmm. like that crest. As a giant tattoo on her back, I could see if you were of the age and had the means, and you were you yeah. Know, Queen was fucking powerful, hot, fucking right. great band. So, so she loved love songs, any of those you know ballads, but also uplifting, uh, always happy music. And I do too, to a certain degree. But I also love other shit too because that I have a wide range of emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. And she could never understand why people like Pink Floyd. She's like, it's all so slow or so dark and unhappy and gloomy. And I'm like, that's what life is. And she's like, yeah, but we don't have to celebrate the dark parts. And I'm like, okay, understood. She's like, Pink Floyd, that's all they do. They, she's, she basically said they have, they have one sound and it's gloomy. And I don't want to listen to gloomy shit all the time. I can respect that. Sure. I used to get, I, when we first got together and I was like listening to Pink Floyd, she's like, why are you, why do people listen to this shit? And I was like, fucking excuse me. Cause uh-huh. I love Pink Floyd, uh-huh. but she made a strong point. But for, for like a year, I was just like, ugh, fucking, she's talking shit about Pink Floyd again. Right. And she, she explained it like that. Like that. It's just like a band should be multifaceted. Queen has their dark morose songs, but they have all the, you know, that you know, the songs are so uplifting and get a whole stadium up on their feet. I don't think Pink a band Floyd okay, only it, has that one. So, she called him a one-trick pony, and I wanted to fucking so this is flip a, a table an art over. form, obviously. Of course, but it's like if you look at like an example of all of Tarantino movies, they're they're kind of 
There's humor inserted in there, though. A little bit, sure. There's, it's peppered throughout almost all of his movies. I mean, I would say all of his movies. A little bit, there's, yeah. There's but, always, but there's a theme that's behind it all, and it's kind of It's usually a little, a little dark and violent and things like that, sure, absolutely. Yeah. But there's humor. There's no humor in Pink Floyd. None. It is a humorless band. None of those guys have a fucking sense of humor. <laughs> I'm serious. That's not true. Really? The drummer Richard Wright. I mean, excuse me. He, oh, was, okay. he was a keyboard player. Um, Richard, uh, Richard. Was he it was Richard? Key, he was a keyboard player. Uh, the the drum, uh, Holy fuck me. Oh, no. Um, Paul forgot the drummer's name to on, Pink Floyd. Hold on. Uh, was it Richard was, Ramirez? No. Uh, <laughs> That's the Night Stalker. Richard Wright was a keyboard. And yes. David Gilmore, Roger Waters, Richard Wright, and uh, f- holy shit. He's, he collects Ferraris. And t- he's a helicopter pilot, too. He's a helicopter pilot. Bill Burr? Bill Burr plays drums. No, and, uh, he, he he could be Bill Burr. Um, <laughs> just look it up. Just get get him out of my torture. Uh oh, you want me to look it up now? Yes. He's funny. He is funny. Go you ahead. sure? Yeah. You, yeah. Go torture ahead. a little bit. Go ahead. Nick Mason. Yep. There you go. He's funny. <laughs> He's a funny guy. He is funny. Didn't he say the the bet like the was it the drums? He was talking about the drums so, on to, yeah, to, Dark were, Side of the Moon. People were talking about they would you know doing this show on Pink Floyd and Dark Side of the Moon and this like that. And he said it's obviously well clearly you know, the, the, clear it's the percussion part of the album that really made it. He's <laughs> fun. He's the only one, and it's very dry British sense of humor that only fifteen people in the world get. So I stand right. by my words that nobody in Pink Floyd has a sense of humor because Roger Waters has been angry since he was like twelve years old. Sure. And David Gilmore's been a prick since he was 10 years old. I like these people. I would love to see them fight each other. Oh, no, I think they're, they're yeah. great. That's why they all work together, because they fucking hate each other. Yeah. It's, it's that, I think that's for some reason. I think, I, I think most artists are people that really excel in certain things are kind of... They're usually... They're, they're not just chipper fucking... They're dickweeds. You know, when, you know, when you're Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains, motherfuckers. They're not all... <laughs> the, yeah, not everybody's like, making banana pancakes. Like, they're not, they're not like... Fu- they're not fucking Jack Johnson, right. sleepy beach music. And, you know, and I'm sure he's every... I, I'd like to see Jack Johnson get mad enough to, like, beat someone up. Right. Because it would probably never happen. That guy was born mellow and sleepy. Right. Like, I bet he sleeps 12 hours a night. Like Sleepy Joe Biden? Like Sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> Did you know that Sleepy Joe Biden is not a... <laughs> Stop calling him Sleepy Joe Biden. He's not as sleepy as he was. No, he's he's got that presidential speed. He's actually, he's got it together he's now. Got, he's, he's on that presidential Adderall now. I think like, he's, he's finally got what Trump was taking. Yeah, Whatever yeah, Trump was taking, he's starting to... Tr- that was, Trump didn't leave behind a letter to him like all the presidents do. He left behind a giant bottle of Adderall. I think in the, he just accidentally left it in the medicine cabinet, and <laughs> Biden's been sifting through it, and then he, he's starting to do some bumps, and he's probably crushing up his Adderall. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he starts like just getting real spun out and doing weird shit like uh, dying his hair black, wearing even bigger aviators. Yeah, he, he gotta that that would be hilarious. He, he needs to go. His aviators are kind of on the small. They're they're the, the regular aviators. The, Mine that are Dodgeman twos or aviator twos are bigger from my Charlie Brown head. Right. And uh, but he had he had to dye his hair black and slick it straight back. Right. All eighteen hairs that he's got, slick it straight right. back, and be like, we're going out on the town. Give me my bottle. Have you seen? Uh, um, um, Stephen Colbert do he does Joe Biden all the time. He just pulls the sunglasses out and puts them on and I have not seen that. And Biden's a car nut. He's yes. kind of a he's which is kind of cool. Yeah. Have anyway. you ever seen the Photoshop picture of him wearing it? He's actually standing next to I think it's a it's a Corvette 
or a t like a it's probably a Corvette. Firebird. It's kind of a Corvette. I think he has a Corvette. I think he does too. And but if I remember correctly, he he didn't he bought it brand new, like with his first like real check from Congress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bought it brand new in the early seventies or mid seventies, and then has just restored it like three times. Okay. Like it's been different, three different colors and whatnot. Anyway, wow. there's a picture of him. It's him standing next to it, mm-hmm. but they photoshopped a different body on there of a dude who's about the same age, super tan, no shirt, uh, wearing like fucking flip flops and real like short cut off jean shorts. Like, <laughs> like people like you used to wear back in the late yeah, seventies, exactly. early eighties, cut know? them off. Well, actually it was in the mid seventies. We used to do that. Yeah. Too, but cut I'm, them off. Like they're fucking David Dukes. We would cut them off and David Dukes. <laughs> we, we would cut them off and just wash the shit out of them over and over and over and over. Try to get them to, to, to fray. To fray. Yeah. Wow, you guys and your fashion. <laughs> That's all we did. Did tie-dye shirts, too, because it's what you did. Tie-dye a bunch of things. Cut off jean shorts. <laughs> did you have a tie-dye sheet above, like over your window when you no. were a kid? I feel like that's no. a, a Paul thing to have. No, I had... It smelled um, like Brute or Canoe. No. Oh, high, speaking high karate. of Brute and Canoe, that reminds me of Halston, which you said you never heard of this designer. No. He's, he's on Netflix. It's like a five-part series, you know, a miniseries, which I knew of Halston, and I... It's possible. I don't remember this, but he had a, a fragrance, I believe. Um, and uh, so there's a five part. It was kind of interesting. I thought I heard someone talking about him on XM, one of the talk shows. And I went, I think I'll check it out. So I did. I kind of got lightly hooked on it and didn't take that. They're like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, five episodes, something like that. You watched an entire series about a fashion designer? Yeah. All right. And you're wearing I'm a that, slave. That. I'm a slave to fashion. <laughs> Clearly, with that fucking shirt. Uh, but it was Did that shirt used to be a different color? No. This was what I bought. Folks, this co- <laughs> you actually bought it that color? That's, <laughs> it looks like you tried to tie-dye but forgot to do the tie. It's what like, it kind of looks, looks like. It just looks fucking yeah. purple. It's, just kind of a, it's, it's not even purple. It's, 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 not, uh, it's, a, it's like a periwinkle or a lavender or even lilac. I would say it's lilac. Could be lilac. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, just my... Uh, it's a shirt that I have. But, but it was... Um, but he was... Uh, he was he was I didn't know this. I think the first episode talked about I think Halston when he was very young was the guy who designed like the pillbox hat for Jackie oh, Kennedy. Okay. I think it's where he started that's what he was known for. But he was kind of wanted to be a designer and wanted to he had to break out of that. So he finally did, but he ended up being in Studio 54 a lot, snorting a lot of co- So basically the movie this dominated by a lot of butt sex and cocaine. Cool. So there you go. That's what it's a, a lot of it's about that. Sounds like the 70s. Yeah. And uh, he designed, I don't, don't think it even touched upon it. He designed uh, a lot of the Braniff. Like they said, we, Braniff Airlines said, we want you to design our entire uniforms or something like that. So he, he was kind of a well-known American Kind of like designer. the Nazis did with Hugo Boss. <laughs> kind of, but he did a better job with the Nazi uniforms, I think, than uh, Halston did with the <sighs> Braniff uniforms. God damn. They looked sharp, didn't they? Oh, they were, they were nice. Yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't all the. It wasn't all the Nazis. It was just the SS. Yeah, I mean, they they kind of knew. I mean, the the Germans are going to go all in. They're going to go. You know, we're going to do this thing. We got to find the top designer, top German designer, designed for Germans. So bad, <laughs> so bad. They're, they they were all in. I mean, it's been years, you know, since we've talked about this. But like, they're the, some of those brands. They're still around. Yes, they are. Volkswagen, IBM. The oven manufacturer. The oven manufacturer. They're still the around. Mike looked up. So disgusting. We were kind of joking around about it, but and then he starts looking up, and yep, they're still making Turns ovens. Turns out it was Maytag. <laughs> they're still making ovens. 
That's that, fucking that terrible. We're talking about the ovens that burned up. That they, you know, the Holocaust non-survivors. Yes, that company is still yeah, around. Making that company ovens. still exists. Uh, Dow Chemical, Dow Corning, like they, they, yeah. they're not Dow. Bayer, sorry, Bayer. Bayer asked, yeah. yeah, Bayer Pharmaceuticals invented Cyclone B. Jesus, it's fucking terrible. Anyway, so you were unaware. Again, you're you're younger than I am by a fair margin. And it, but you but you honestly didn't know of the designer Halston. I've never heard of it. No, never wow. heard of it. Okay, yeah. So that's a Netflix uh, miniseries, folks. You can check it out. Five episodes of Halston. This they is not a sponsored. That's, no, it's we're not, not. We're not sponsored by him. And they kind of fizzled out, but there were there was some arguments with the people who eventually bought him out because they want him to do designer jeans. You know, that was a big thing in Calvin Klein and and he what's and no guess and. Uh, Sassoon, not so, Sassoon. Um, Gloria Vanderbilt. I think she was a big jeans person. Really? What, what was the what was the uh, actress? She was the one. Uh, what was the big jeans designer jeans? I can't remember the actresses. I'm sorry, the model's name. It was Calvin Klein. Yeah, well, nothing gets between me and my Calvins. You know, she'd have her legs Kate open. Moss? No, no. This is way before then. Oh. She, she would have her legs open in suggestive fashion with her super tight, tight jeans. And nothing is between me and my Calvins. And you'll recognize her when, when you see her as a supermodel back in the late 70s. Or oh, 80s. Brooke Shields. Yeah, Brooke Shields, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was, a, it was controversial because she was like 14. No, she was really. <laughs> yeah, nothing is between me and my Calvins. Really? She was really, really young. Yep. Yeah, so that, fi- she was 15. She was 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I know exactly 15, what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> And uh, so they were trying to get the people that actually bought Halston's name. They said, you've got to make some fucking designer jeans. Fuck you. I'm not making designer jeans. Right. Because I'm not that kind of a person. I'm doing perfume and high fashion. Go fuck yourself. And then they kind of missed the boat. He was going to do it. Jeans. And then they anyway, I don't know. It's not that fascinating, but I kind of like documentaries or movies that are based a little bit in history to kind of see how it may have happened. You know, it makes sense. He had a shitload of cocaine. There was just a lot of cocaine flying around. Which is shocking in Studio 54 in the 70s and 80s that there was cocaine flying around. There's, there's he did so much cocaine. This is probably a true story. That they were, he was on his phone talking to Liza Minnelli. Was, they were friends, Liza Minnelli. And she, she couldn't hear him very well. I can't remember where this was. Was this in like a, one of his rooms he would stay in or something like that? But anyway, they, the phone people went over there to fix his phone. And I... I think this is what they came up with. They were unscrewing the phone. What, what, what's wrong with this? He was doing so many bumps on the phone while he was talking on the phone that inside it was getting that clogged it, up. With, the, 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 with, what didn't make it up his nose was yes. like getting shaken off down into the And you know where the old, the, the old phones were yeah, with the small yeah. little holes in them? And the, <laughs> like, oh, my God. They that felt, is an impressive, almost Elton John-like <laughs> amount of cocaine. That's, that is. is a Stevie Nicks level of cocaine. It is. She did a lot of cocaine, as wow. they say. I wasn't there, but they say... No. Is that why she sings like that? Yeah. That's not nice. It's not. That's why Elton John sings the way he does. That's why none of none of his songs have you ever seen him live? No. Um not in I've, not in person live. I mean on I, shows. I, I've seen him in person live once. Really? And, and then like watch live stuff. You can he sings in a different key. Most of his songs he can't sing in their original key. Okay. He has to drop it down because he can't sing that high anymore because he fucked his throat from, you know. The cocaine. Have you seen uh, what's the movie? We talked about this. 
the Elton John movie? Rocket Man. Yeah. No, actually, I haven't. Oh, my God, dude. I know it's terrible, right? I keep forgetting about it's it. It's kind of a musical a little bit, and I kind of liked it, so there's that. Wow, Paul. It's 78 years old. You're finally I coming think, up. I think it's better than uh, than the Queen movie. Oh, look. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Chris Lane. Oh, Chris keeps, he brings it up every time. He also, you know, you, know, you should really dig on Chris the next time you see him. Mm-hmm. He said the black keys suck. Oh, See, he's this is this is kind of the uh, he's trying the, to be uh, a contrarian. That's why I just dismissed him. I was like, that's what's wrong with hipsters, right there too. Is the hipsters well, try to be contrarian? Fucking, he's a goddamn gatekeeper about it. And I, right. I, I, I basically, I was just sitting out. He had just set up the sound for, uh, for Thomas, who was our DJ for the '80s night that happened last weekend, and uh, we're sitting out back. Uh, Chris is, uh, I don't know what we were talking about, and I said, uh, he said, you, yeah, you know, what else sucks the fucking black keys. I'm like, Chris. I asked you if you'd ever listen to Black Keys. You're like, eh, only one or two songs. I, I just didn't really, I wasn't really, they didn't grab me. And uh, I asked him that years ago. And, and have you listened anymore? No, I don't need to. I'm like, you know what? This conversation's over. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And then just turned and started talking to, I think I started, to, I think it was Fernando, like Nando Halsey. I just started talking to him. I'm like, I want to talk to you because you actually know about music. And Chris was like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, excuse me, you're interrupting. And maybe you should listen because you might learn something. And like, just, <laughs> just cut him down. Like, you don't fuck with the Black Keys, man. Like, don't. Like, don't, I wanted to tell him, like, they're fucking better than your band's dick, but, like, I love his band's. I think the problem with, or the, not the problem with Chris, there's a lot of different problems that we all have. No, but I think the problem with Chris in this effect is that he he doesn't really, I've never seen him express interest in, like, blues music in general. I don't think he's. You know what? That might be what, maybe. maybe and that's we what the to, Black Keys are. We need to inundate him with blues music. Just blow up Facebook, Instagram, everything, like, and just. We know all it's rock like, and roll. That's where it kind of it's the roots are in blues. Yeah, all this shit right? that he plays and is all into is like man, all kind of. I'm going to start giving, make it, take it from the angle of like, what you uh, you don't like, you'll play black music, but uh, you know, or you'll you steal from black artists, but you won't play black music. <laughs> <laughs> Which would I know that would get him fucking riled up, right? <laughs> Part of my reason for existing is to mess with Chris Lay, because. Because well, because he's been my friend for twenty years, and that, that's what friends do. And you can do that, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think it is. I've never really heard uh, the Swillers really play any kind of bluesy stuff. No, now that I think about it, and I think that's that's why he doesn't like the Black Keys because that's obviously there. That's what they are really is a blues rock. Oh yeah, absolutely, the heavy heavy blues rock. Which I that's part I think is fascinating is that that influence is so huge. People still do it. People still like it. It's got beyond staying power. You know that Black Keys is. Is blue, and they you know right at the Mississippi Cream like we talked about or the Delta Cream excuse yeah. me, you know that's all they're all blues covered they're blues standard not yep. standards but like old school yep. blues songs and, that they've and covered it's still good stuff people like them you know it's not you can not like somebody or you know, people people like to be the hero and, and rattle off some band that nobody's heard of right and how great they are yep. and they might be great but it's like okay just because we haven't heard of it doesn't mean we suck does, that does, yeah right and but the flip side of that is that I've been accused of being a hipster type which i can be on occasion because i get i get irritated because people they they don't they they just don't want to they, they want to be spoon-fed things they don't want to uh they don't want to do their own research and my mm. father was one of the first ones i told him probably 10 12 years ago he's like oh, there's no goddamn good music anymore I'm like oh no he said that I'm like you're yeah. serious dad like no it's just not being spoon-fed to you you grew up in an era where fm radio was just in its infancy and, and if you're driving like, around, you got the, two or three good stations you could get, you could tune into. Right. 
That's and, it. And if you're on a road trip, you you lost that station within 20 minutes, 30 now minutes. Now it's like, oh, my God, how many, how many more miles until we uh, pick up a station? Yeah, we pick up another station. And yeah. FM radio was kind of the Wild West in the beginning. I, I, I assume you're old enough to remember that. That was I feel like that was the early 70s. Well, early on, like early, early on, they were, yeah, it was it was, it was kind of the hip, the hippie. Yeah. It was kind of the hipster back then kind Absolutely. of thing. Yeah. But, uh, like, but, yeah, when somebody doesn't want to – put forth the effort and they'll they'll bitch about something there's no good music out there well that's you're wrong that's dumb right you just it's not being spoon-fed to you but nowadays it's the it's if you're willing to like turn off the radio and actually use say spotify or apple music or something like that there's so much music out there it's it's almost there's so much good music out there that I don't have enough time and like I don't have enough hours in the rest of my life to listen to all the good music that's out there. Of now. course not. Of course not. It's yeah. just yeah, it's just impossible because and there's so many different ways to find good music. Like I get I find new shit all of the time, all the time, every day. And basically, more or less, it's through Spotify where it kind of yeah. suggests different artists. It's absolutely kind of stuff. true. Yeah. yeah, which Spotify. I know people love their Apple Music, and I know Porsche is one of those. She's a Apple Music person, but Spotify has more tracks, more variety. And and I just I, I've been using it for so long. Spotify knows more about my musical taste than anybody. Right. Like they it just it'll, it'll their algorithm will go. Hey, this new release just came out. Check this out. You know what is the uh, music uh, platform or whatever that you guys use? The brewery is it Spotify? Oh, it's Pandora. Oh, Pandora. Yeah, it's just it's an easier system to use. Does Spotify have a commercial for, system? I see they do. They do, but I haven't gone into it much. Uh, Mr. Foss has, and he uses it for now for the wine bar and for the uh, juke joint as well. He uses Spotify. Spotify Business, I think, is what it's called, okay. something like that. So Pandora has business, obviously. Yeah, they have the business one, use. and what it does is it's, it allows you to play music. Uh, you're, you're paying monthly or yearly or something for the rights to play it publicly. Okay. That's that's what it is. Now, so all these are the same or similar, right? Where you can, if you like, again, back to Pink Floyd, you can put Pink Floyd music and then it gives suggestions, starts playing other songs yes, that are similar thumbs to up, it. thumbs down, absolutely. And, and then it'll, it'll start figuring out you. Yes. Which people freak out about, right? Because I think that's great. I love that, that it's going to be, yeah. if it's good enough to kind of figure me out, I don't mind. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like that song. Cool. That's cool. Who's that? And it's less yeah. work. And you can discover new artists. Right. Yeah. Like, there's, I found a, there's an album. In fact, I ordered it earlier today. Uh, sorry, Mike. I ordered it on Amazon. <laughs> so, I feel bad for the mail carriers. It's so hot and so many fucking Amazon packages are they coming. Need, like, th- this it, is going to change. I'm telling but, you right now, the delivery system and packages is going to change over the next five years. It it's, has to. It cannot. It's just right. not tenable. It's not. Yeah. It's killing these people. Anyway, I bought an album yeah. today. I right, go ahead. And it's a bunch of, uh, and I love my white boy reggae. You know, mm-hmm. they, it's a bunch of reggae artists that, <laughs> that covered a bunch of Jimmy Buffett songs. <laughs> and there, I, I heard, uh, a pirate looks at forty. Oh, with they love that song. Is, right? I have one of my favorite songs of all time. And it was like, it was like a in. It, they're all these bands that did it. I think they're either on the same label or they're all associated with each other, but they don't, it's not like one band played this song, one band played another song and so on. It's these three dudes from this band and two dudes from this band covered this song. And it's like featuring members of this and this and this, and they do this song and it just, and they're all so incredible. Mm-hmm. It was like, just that I, I picked that up from Spotify, but Spotify, not Spotify uh, from Pandora. 
actually listening at the brewery on Saturday on Pandora. But Pandora's got its flaws. It's got it does some. It kind of goes a little haywire if you don't if if you leave it unattended for too long. If you don't thumbs up and thumbs down, it starts going down this rabbit hole that then takes takes a hard left. It does. It does weird (laughs) shit happens. Like the Stevie Nicks song came on my reggae station on Saturday. (laughs) I was like. I just I had to stop talking to a, a customer. I was like, "Excuse me, one moment." Went over, thumbs down, and I caught <laughs> hell from somebody. And I'm like, that doesn't belong on the station. Sorry, right? And I don't listen to that goat. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear like the live version of Rhiannon for the 18th fucking time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it does weird shit. Like, you'll have a live version, studio ver- version, and then like the greatest hits album version. Like, it's the same song, right? And they'll just do it back to back. Because it's just an artist. It's just reading it as an artist and a different track. It's not the same thing, but it is the same thing. And you're just sure. like, it looks unprofessional or sounds unprofessional. It's stupid. Now, has, has Lee ever not had 80s music on when he bartends? Ever? Not that I know of. Okay. It's just wondering. You know what, though? It draws a crowd. Like, there's kind some of the, people uh, like it. Like, I was like a rocker back in the 80s. I'm like, okay, bud. That's cool, man. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah. I just um, get, I just get, I, I don't know. I get tired of the butt rock. The, I, I think. I don't like it. I think, so for me, this is my, maybe just telling the kind of person that I am, God knows who cares. Uh, I think a micro or a nano, whatever, I think a brewery in general, you know, that kind of an atmosphere, there's a certain kind of range of music that kind of fits really well in that. And Mike does really what well. you, you you play good stuff. Mike plays good stuff there. You know, to me that kind of fits the the atmosphere the, more than '80s fucking music. But here's the thing. Yeah, I would agree with you. Five or six years ago. Okay. Now that say Lee has been bartending on specific nights, those people know when they go there they're going to get the beer that they want and love, and they're going to listen to music that they listened to thirty years ago. Right. And I think that and now, so now it's like that normally I would say, yeah, you're, there's a certain vibe we're going for. Da, 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 da. Right. And 80s spandex butt rock is not what we're going <laughs> spandex for. Spandex butt rock. But yeah. now it is because there's a demographic. There's those people that want to hear that. And I, I respect that, too. That's why I don't give Lee too much shit about it. I just make fun of him for it. Some it's okay. Like, uh, oh, my God. I forgot Scorpions. These. No, no, Scor- no, the Scorpions are about the only one of those butt rock bands that I like, and it's. I think it's only because they were the only one that I ever grew up listening to. So like, I'm not talking about the support. I'm talking about like the uh, the British sort of uh, new wave. What would be a good uh, Kachagugu? <laughs> yeah, no, the yes, only because it's fun to say. Um, like kind of college new wave whiny British rock, orchestral maneuvers in the dark, Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode stuff like that. Yeah. Some of that's okay. I no, I love all that stuff. Yeah, I, I love. I just love music in general. Right. I mean, on a like, I like. I don't remember. I think it was like two years ago. Uh, I had a couple of regulars walk in and go, "Why is there? Why are you listening to country?" I'm like, "I don't know." I was just in a country mood, and they're like, "You, you, Joe Fellers, were in a country mood." I'm like, "Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'm in a country mood." I grew up listening to a lot Do of. Do you that know stuff. who listened when they were here? Just easy to guess. When they were here, they actually when they were. In control of the music. I said, play whatever you want to play. You know who was into country music? No. Tom Valentine. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Okay. I didn't really talk to him much about it, but I kind of wanted to. I said, 
explain this. It just doesn't. What, like newer country stuff? Or was he like, he's like I want to listen to Merle Haggard. Like, he was likes like outlaw uh, country shit. He likes kind of the almost newer stuff. Oh. I'm going to go, this is really odd. You don't seem like. Just as an example, he and his wife travel to Switzerland to to ride their their road bikes on long road races uh-huh. in Europe. And he listens to new country music. That's so strange. That's just so. But I'm going, all right, he's like, an artist. Like he's a 25-year-old white girl. Yeah, or something. It's just so like weird. It's ready for sangrias and listening <laughs> to Kenny Chesney. Like that's it. it it's it is funny like that. I don't know. It it would be like if my mom was like, "Hey, you know what? Did you hear the new Slayer album? It, it kills." I'm like, "What?" Right. That I I understand what you mean. Like meeting him, and I only talked to him for you know maybe twenty minutes total, the whole time he was here. But he didn't oh. strike me as a as a as a country guy. He just person you know can't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. Of obviously, of course just not. looking at that. So I I wanted to talk to him more about that. I'm I'm not. I just want to explain this to me, Tom, because I'm just telling you stereotypical. I would never ever have pegged you as a country music fan, so I like to hear your like to hear hear this. I know? just yeah, I wonder wonder where he's coming from on that. Which yeah, yeah whatever. I and there's certain people that get lumped in with country that I absolutely love, and I don't know if country is the best. Like Chris Stapleton, that mm-hmm. guy shouldn't be just you know stamped and put into that the country box. I don't think that's he's way way more bluesy than that, but. There's not a lot of like heavy, heavy blues that you hear on rock radio. Right. Barely, not really played on pop stations either. Right. You know, it's not electronic enough. So it's, I, uh, Miley Cyrus's father. What the fuck? That guy Billy is? Ray. Billy Ray Cyrus. Thank you. Um, he was rock and roll, right? And then he went over to country. I didn't know he was rock and roll. I just only knew him from Achy Breaky Heart. I think he started out as, and he wasn't, I think, someone's going to be like there. Michael Bolton and start off in a heavy metal band. So. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Michael Bolton was in one of those like fucking hair metal band. You're F- listen to me. his voice. Okay, it could work. Think about yeah, that. Sure. Now that I you mean, brought that up, I mean, it doesn't get any better than when he sings "When a Man Loves a Woman." <laughs> so I bet you, I bet you have all of his stuff, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. At yeah, he's pretty, pretty good, good at guess. guess. Pretty good. You're goddamn, goddamn fucking right. He's good. Michael Bolton. <laughs> I celebrate his entire catalog. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever thought about changing your name? Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> Do you remember uh, David Spade in, like, would constantly make fun of people at the Hollywood Minute yes. on SNL yes. during Weekend Update in the 90s? And so he said, snarky. Michael so. Bolton sold three million records last year. It's funny. I don't know a single person that owns one. <laughs> my mom did, definitely, and blasted it, and Kenny G. So, oh my oh God, God, the, the the scene where Kenny G's uh, uh, in was it Wayne's World, the first Wayne's World, where yes. uh, Garth has that like flashback to the dentist, and he's like getting his tooth drilled, and it's like mm. Kenny G fucking playing in the background. <laughs> but I think I think uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus started out as a rock and roller, and then he didn't didn't work so good, so he went to country, and it worked. <laughs> it was a achy breaky heart oh god here's the problem i have with those kind of country songs <laughs> i don't know if we have time this might be its own episode i'm gonna keep it short okay they're they're just really formulaic very much so you can you can pick out you know just the basic the first line is about kind of a 
this kind of a thing, and then there's this kind of a thing, and there's, there's a thing that you can dance to with the fucking four corners right. or whatever the country thing is that you got to be able to do and sing along Line with. dancing and all that. Right, yeah. and then there's that, and then that's it. You know, they're this number of minutes long, yeah. and they're ju- you can just kind of – you can almost spin the wheel. We're going to spin the wheel on the first part of the song. It's going to be about this, you know, bonk. Pick that up, topic. Pick up truck and this, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that and that. And Second verse is about this. Right. Something. I don't know. I, I I know I'm being too simplistic, but and some country there were a lot of country music places in Texas, of course, that I went to. Like Billy Bob's. That was like a Gillies. Wait, Billy Bob's? I I'm shocked. That's a country place? I thought it was a hip hop bar. I, I, am <laughs> I, Billy Bob's. My fucking this up. It was called no, uh, I'm, I'm you not, remember Gillies or in, in, I know in Gillies. Houston. It with the well, movie. Well, the, the Gilly yes, from uh, uh John Travolta. From, yes. Uh Midnight Cowboy. Ur- Urban not, Cowboy. No, not Midnight, Midnight Cowboy. Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Uh, <laughs> Midnight Cowboy. But it's a place called, I think it was Billy Bob's. It was in Fort Worth, Texas. It was kind of a, like Gillies, but it was in Fort Worth in the, in the, in the uh, stockyards area. of uh, We'd go drive there and go to Billy Bob's. Great big place. I think it was Billy Bob's. God damn it. This didn't, I know it's still there. Time has not been good to Mr. Gaines. No, I just, I, I'm thinking it's bothering me because it's now it sounds like Billy Bob Thornton. I'm going, could it have been Billy Bob's in the 70s? And now it's Billy Bob Thornton. It could have been Billy Bob's. Yeah, but anyway, so it was a big place, mechanical bull, huge bars, a lot of wood, a lot of, you know, girls in really tight jeans with cowboy boots and big hair. I mean, it was just, I was there, dude. It was very Texas. Oh, God, yeah. It was it was very, very Texas. Yeah, that's where the, the Texas Cattlemen's Association would have their after party. Yes, exactly. They would just rent it was the, like all Hey, hat. man, we're renting out Billy Bob's for a night. Really? Okay, cool. All okay. hat and all the cattle. Yeah, all of that shit. And the, uh, and the, and the near the Fort Worth uh, Stockyards area, which I've seen I've seen them uh, do, uh, do uh, auction before, auctioneering. Look up Billy Bob's, oh, like a gosh. country and western bar, please. Anyway, uh, I think it's called. See if it's still around. See if I'm wrong. See if I'm wrong. Wrong. This would be a place where I was underage. We we could sneak into. You have to do. You have to dress right. In the twenty five twenty five. Excuse me. Twenty five twenty Rodeo Plaza, Fort Worth, <laughs> Texas. Iconic, huge country music honky tonk with an indoor rodeo arena. Yeah. Mechanical, bull, mechanical bulls and literally dozens of bars. Yep. That's it. Holy shit balls. Find some pictures of uh, Billy Bob's. I'm. I don't. I'm afraid to. Yeah. But I kind of don't want it in my search history. Oh yeah. Okay. That's the biggest fucking country dance floor I've ever seen. And of course, there's a goddamn giant saddle hanging above it. <laughs> I hate everything about this place right now. Like you, I, you know where that actually, is? Texas. Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> Jesus. There's, there actually used to be a place kind of like that down in uh, in Phoenix called Graham Central Station, mm-hmm. and it used to be a Walmart supercenter that they built one. It's in, It was in Tempe, mm-hmm. and they built another Walmart nearby. That building was vacant, and some dude bought it and turned it into like a mat. Like so, it's like the front like quarter of it, right? Of, you walk in the the front doors, and you had a hallway that led out into the main big like country bar that had two mm-hmm. mechanical bulls, a stage with a band playing. Mm-hmm. Girls in the the tight either tight shorts or tight pants with the boots and all that, and they were standing by like buckets of beer, and you just walk by and yep. give them a dollar, and they'd give you that kind of shit. But like on either side of there's the hall, galvanized the big buckets, yeah, those big things, absolutely yeah, ice right? stuff, yeah. But built inside, kind of like how your build out is done here in the hangar. There's there were uh, three bars, mm-hmm. right? 
and they had soundproofing all that. So you walked in and you had one was like a hip hop bar with people dancing. There's a bar in there mm-hmm. and they had a DJ playing hip hop music. And then the center one was a, a karaoke bar that had a stage and it was all soundproof and it sounded really nice. And you didn't hear any of the country music or any of the, the bar next door. And then there was like the dance music that was all like techno dance music. All And so there was like four bars in one. It was like. I think it was like $8 to get in or something like that. And all the alcohol was cheap. It was tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that all the security guards wore uh, black hats. They nice. wore black hats with gold bands. So you knew knew the security guard. You knew where your, your security guys were. Because I could see where that place would get rowdy. I, first time and last time I ever rode a mechanical bull was there. There was a place, a very large grocery store that was in, uh, I think it was Kennesaw, Georgia, which is Kennesaw Mountain, which is near where I used to live. And... Um, I think it's called Cowboys, but that's where I saw David Allen Coe. Was <laughs> oh, my God. David Allen Coe in Kennesaw, Georgia at Cowboys. <laughs> that sounds like a really shitty game of Clue. So, yes, so it was David Allen Coe at Cowboys in Kennesaw. <laughs> where the murder a, took wh- place. Wh- where the murder took place. What was the murder weapon? It was a guitar. <laughs> the uh, And someone told me who had seen David Allen Coe before. They said he, he hates, like, fans and air conditioners. So what happened, you'll know when he's about to come out. When all the fans stop stop turning and the AC gets turned off, I I don't what know if this the is, fuck is yeah, that all so about? So it gets hot in there is what it is, and then so I don't know, I don't know what the story is, but I, I can promise you, you've looked that up. It's true because that's what he does, and I don't know if he tries to get everybody all sweaty and into the music, or he doesn't like the noise or the distraction, it's like a distraction or something like or that, or something. But it's a really you wouldn't think that David Allen Coe would be much of a princess when it came to shit like that, like. The dude has literally played at fucking stockyards. He used to live in a cave. Yeah. Was, you know, you lived in a cave for like two years. I think you're right. Yeah. When I he was uh, running yeah. from the law. Yeah. Yeah. So he's an interesting character to say the least. Yeah, to say the but least. But he started playing. It was all he's, he played like a melody. He goes, oh, I'm going to do a melody of all the songs I wrote from 1950, probably something. Yeah. To now, whatever. And he, he would just rip through and let you, you, you recognize almost all these songs. Because he's one of those prolific songs. He has a lot of X-rated fucking stuff that he has. Absolutely. We all know this shit. But I, it was shocking. I'm like, oh, my God, he wrote that, and he wrote that, and he wrote that. And then you look all this shit up later when you go home and go, yeah, you certainly did. Yeah, David Allen Coe, who fits into that category? David Allen Coe, uh, Chris Christopherson, Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. um, and Chris Stapleton now in modern day. Uh, and actually now, uh, now I look, think about it, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has had a lot, uh, up until a few years ago, she had written more hits for other people than she ever had hmm. okay. before she ever even put out her own album at like 17 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the same thing goes like Bruce Springsteen, we, he's iconic, right? Mm-hmm. Except he's only had like two number one hits or three number one hits. He's written like 14 right. for other people. And David Allen Coe fits into that like perfectly. Yeah. Like he's just an incredible songwriter and, because, and even his dirty stuff is incredibly well written it's just filthy because of all his filthy stuff too and his is is racist sounding stuff they, they won't play him on regular normally right except this big one hit thing you know you don't have to call me darling or his darling song yeah. whatever you know that's everybody knows that one of course but uh but he he was being interviewed because i think he actually has a black drummer i think it's a, he does yeah and so yeah, and it, that's i think if i remember right his that drummer has has been like the constant in his band for like 35 years like he he's toured with other musicians in his band but like that dr- that guy that plays drums for him has always been there right and he one of his excuses not excuse whatever he was being interviewed one time they asked him about his songs about because he always gets it if someone grants an interview or if he grants an interview with someone they're gonna bring up his his x-rated 
racist sounding songs. Right, of course. This is what it is. He's tired of answering and that kind of shit too. But he was, he was, uh, 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 says, why, why can, it's an art form, right? Yes, it is. Why can Quentin Tarantino have all these lines in his, you know, in, 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 uh, in, uh, in, uh, pulp fiction uh-huh. and talk about nigger this and nigger that. And do I have a dead nigger storage sign out in front of my yard? Blah, like, blah, blah, blah. How come he can get away with that and it's art? Right. And he's a white and, guy. And I can't. Saying all this. Right. Wrote the thing and is saying it in his movie. Right. And I can't do the same thing with my songs. Right. And it's. Okay. It's a valid point. It, it's a valid point. It also, you, all you have to do, instead of just taking it at face value, just dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you realize what he's doing is satire. Right. And satire is one of those things that's just lost on people these days, it seems like. Uh, in the yes, past probably right. 15, 20 years. Everybody's too sensitive about everything. And they're. Right. You know, Right. The woke, Which, woke shit. You know, Bill Maher talks about this shit. He goes, we're going way too far with this shit. Yeah. And if you've seen him recently in his. Oh, yeah. Goes, no, it's, it's just getting worse and worse and yeah. worse. And I'm, I'm glad that comedians are still pushing the boundaries because somebody needs to. Yes. And pushing back on it. And speaking yeah. of pushing back, are we done? Yeah, I think we're going to push we're gonna back. We're going to push it back from the table. We're going to push it back and push it out. Way, way back. Push way back. Push him back. Push him back. Way. Wow. I just can't believe you went there. High school football. That's some Texas football right there. (laughs) It is. On that note, folks, enjoy your day. Yes.